Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, O2 Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe, and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 9. Getting left back in kindergarten is a tough way to start your school career. And for today's guest, Rhonda Holman, DA, it only got worse. Her attention problems made her hate being in school. Her tooth grinding at night was seriously wearing down her teeth, and by the time she got married, she snored so loudly that she woke her husband up throughout the night. Rhonda thought it was just how her life was supposed to be. Then one day, she learned something that made her ask the big question, and that was the key to transforming her life. Today, Rhonda feels great and shares her abundant energy with her patients in the dentist's office and also with other dental assistants as host of the DA Rockstars podcast. Listen to Rhonda's journey and learn her top strategy for better sleep, the key to improving your sleep over the long haul, and why diets become a thing of the past when you banish counterfeit sleep. Hi, Rhonda. Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast. I'm so excited to be talking with you today because I know your story a little bit and I know everything that you've been doing and I just can't wait to share it with the audience. So can you start telling us where you were at the beginning of your journey? Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tara, for having me. Uh, I love to share my story because I think it might help others find where they should begin. So, uh, you know, as a child, I had chronic ear infections, enuresis, I had migraines, I, I, I was retained in kindergarten over, you know, inability to stay focused, and I was always tired. Just break that down a little bit for us. Like, what was a typical day of school like for you as a kid? What did it feel like? Oh, gosh, I remember, you know, always being hyperactive and tired all at the same time. You know, uh, one of my patients actually says it feels like I'm always running. Mm. you know, and it's ADHD like symptoms, you know, and if, if you don't clinically diagnose a kid with ADHD yet, they still have all these, uh, comorbidities or are these, these symptoms that relate to that, but they aren't quite that. It was so hard for me to sit down and focus on something. Mm -hmm. I never enjoyed reading. Like I just, I didn't enjoy school at all because I was just trying to stay awake. I hear you. I've heard, I, I know. And I, I had a similar thing on, on the other end of it, which if people listen to, to episode one of the podcast, they'll hear my story, but the same thing, all this range of things that, you know, I think the most dangerous part, and this is, you sort of alluded to it is that as all of these things are happening, 
you don't really question them, right? You just think this is just how it is for me. Like for me, I was just the kid with the runny nose, you know, and that that was just my thing, you know, and, and it, it builds up. You never start to question it. You never start to wonder, hey, could there be something driving all these, you know, seemingly unrelated symptoms, right? So so tell us then, how did you get to that point and, and where, where you finally said, hey, wait a second, maybe there is something else going on here. What, what was your kind of trigger your, or your tipping point? Oh, okay. So uh, I'm a dental assistant. I've been doing that at the time for 17 years. And I went to a CE course where they were talking about sleep appliances and how they were the latest and greatest thing. And, you know, these people that were CPAP and compliant and that didn't want have, you know, to have air shoved down their nose every night, they could put this oral advancement advice device in and it could bring their mandible forward and open up their airway. And, you know, I started looking at, I'm like, well, they spent the entire day talking about plastic, but no one mentioned why it happened. And so I just dove in head first. (laughs) I wanted to know why. Yeah. And so, and thankfully for us, you, you did that. So let's break it down a little bit. So as a dental assistant, you were going to a continuing education class and it was to, to find out about this appliance that could help people who had diagnosed sleep apnea, but wanted an alternative to the, the CPAP machine that, that, that is so hard to use for so many people, right? And so then as this professional, you go in and it opens your eyes a little bit to this real personal thing almost where you're like, wait a second, so why? And, and you make that dive in, you, you're going through the literature and then what happens? What do you, what do you find out? Oh, you know, I just, I, I found out that it's no one thing that causes mouth breathing and it's no one solution. So yes, I had an undiagnosed tongue tie. Yes, I had plagiocephaly. So like when I was born through the vaginal canal, I had asymmetry and I never saw an osteopath to help balance out my skeletal structure after that. And I looked at, you know, how my environment impacted my allergies, you know, always having the runny nose kind of like you did and, and not being able to adapt, um, you know, as well, everybody's it's common, but it doesn't make it normal. And so I just, I went down all the rabbit holes, osteopathy, uh, how dentists can actually change the architecture of the mouth to give room for the tongue. I went through nutrition, understanding inflammatory foods and mucus causing foods. Like there's so many layers. Uh, I've learned breath work. You know, it's funny because this morning um, I realized that breath work is meditation. And I'm like, if you would have come at me when I was 37, I found all this out. And you said, you need to meditate. I'd be like, no way. That's too foo-foo. No, but it is breath work. It's, it's finding your breath. It's becoming one with your body, like knowing, you know, just becoming conscious of it. That's the first step. Yes. Yes. And you know, it's the funny thing to it. Cause I'm a, a buteco breathing specialist uh, by training. And um, one thing I find with my, with my clients is um, you know, when I start asking them questions, you know, they'll say, no, you know, I don't have any problems with breathing. I can breathe through my nose, no problem, nothing. And then you'll do an assessment to see how clear each nostril is and to assess how often they're, they're, they're going from nose breathing to actually mouth breathing. And all of a sudden those light bulbs start going off. And, and, and then they say like, how come I never realized that I was doing like, you know, I had such poor breathing habits essentially. And I'll say it's because, you know, breathing is the one thing you do all day, 
every day. So it has to go to the back of your mind, right? You'd never get anything done if you had to focus on your breathing all day. And of course, when something goes out of your mind, it's very easy to develop bad habits, which is exactly what I did as a kid. Sounds like exactly what happened to you as a kid and so many other people. Yeah. So then what did you do as you really started finding out? I mean, you know, we, 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 how did you find out that all of that breathing stuff was really impacting your sleep and, and that that was really then driving every problem that you were dealing with? Well, first you have to learn what normal sleep is. <laughs> you know, I told my doctor the other day, I'm like, we need to talk about boogers, poop and pee way more often. Because if I known that pooping every morning was normal and natural for the body, I would have known years or decades ago that my body wasn't normal. <laughs> you know, I just, I think that was the first step. It was, it was finding out what normal sleep was. And that did not include my sleep where I was snoring so loud. I was waking up my husband where I never stayed in the same spot all night where I got up several times to go to the bathroom. I woke up with a dry mouth or a headache, like my teeth grinding. I think that was the biggest one, you know? my teeth, my canine started getting really short. I broke a front tooth. My face always hurt. Mm. I'm like, okay, so that is not in the category of what normal sleep is. <laughs> right. Yes. And it's, it's so important. I'm so glad you said that because it, all of those things, like you said, if you get used to it, it becomes your norm and you don't question it, but it doesn't mean it's normal. Great. So then you started realizing all this, you're putting all these pieces together, right? You're probably getting crazy with excitement thinking, wow, maybe, maybe my life could start to feel different. I know I felt like that. So what did you do? What did, what kind of treatments did you pursue? And, and, uh, and how did you know, you know, wh where'd you go from there? Right. And so the first step was Buteco breathing. So I had to learn to slow my breath because of my oral breathing. I've always been an over breather. So I have very low CO2 tolerance when I first started. And so once I learned how to slow my breath, then I was able to open up my nose. And then once I got my nose open, I was able to focus on tongue and lip posture. So then I went to myofunctional therapy, which helps to strengthen the orofacial muscles. And so after that, I went into, you know, just understanding how my environment and what I put in my body and how, you know, like Dr. Lau says, you know, impaired mouse syndrome all of the things that I was doing in the sad diet, which is the standard American diet that was causing <laughs> inflammation in my nose. I'm like, well, if this is the guy I'm supposed to use all the time, how do I get him to work better? <laughs> uh, and, you know, I did, I do Buteco lip tape. I do the Myo tape every night. Um, just I, I do too. And we all do in, in my family as well. So just tell a little bit about that, what, what you do and, and why you just have decided to do it. I started with uh, like a micropore tape. Um, I did that for a while. And, uh, you know, within a week, my hip pain was gone. My grinding was gone. I didn't get up to pee. I'm like, there is something magical. How can a little tiny piece of tape change my life? Right. Like, how is that normal? And so I, I evolved and then I went to Somnifix strips, which, you know, kind of go across the lips with a little tiny hole. And then I realized more and more, um, I, I love all the products. Uh, they were all accomplishing the same goal, but I really do like myotape just because my kids like it as well, since it goes around the periphery of the lips and not on the lips. A lot of people are more apt to um, try it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It probably but feels it, it, like yeah. less uh, invasive, if you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and even with myofunctional therapy, which is, you know, something I've been doing for years now, which is strengthening my lip tone and reset my posture. I still like to sleep in the tape because it just, it's a comfort. It's part of my uh, process now. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that too. I've been doing it for years as well. And I'll find on the occasional day, if I'll have a poor night of sleep, like right now I have a six month old puppy. So <laughs> the, the, uh, the, I had a few months there, there in the fall where I was not getting uninterrupted sleep, but not because of, of my breathing, because of this puppy, you know? And so I'd be tired during the day, which, you know, was like old, old me. Um, but I'd, I'd go to take a nap and I wouldn't put on the tape and I would feel such a difference because I guess, you know, when you sleep, you relax, you know, all, all the stuff. Uh, so I, if I do have to take a nap now, I make sure I do indeed put it on and I absolutely wear it every night as well. Uh, I, I agree with you completely. It, it is a, a game changer for getting a good night's sleep for sure. Um, and just tell a little bit about, um, just break down myofunctional therapy. Cause I know five years ago, I had never heard of it. Right. So just, just to put a nutshell on that, uh, you know, for people who are, are curious and want to go, um, you know, learn more about that. Absolutely. So, uh, if you live your entire life with your tongue on the bottom of your mouth, guess what happens to your tongue? Well, the muscles don't develop properly. You don't utilize them the way they were designed to be used and your lips being open, are weak. So myofunctional therapy actually rehabilitates the muscles of the, the, the tongue and the lips and, and surrounding orofacial muscles. Um, but I, I like, they're like a personal trainer for your face. So not only am I going to show you which muscles are compensating for the other muscles, but I'm also going to tell you how to strengthen the ones that are weak. And then I'm going to show you how to use them once you develop them. So proper swallow of liquid and food, proper rest posture, proper breathing, moving the food around your mouth, just the whole um, capacity of, of chewing and swallowing. I mean, we swallow spit all day, every day. And if we're not doing it properly, it has co compensations. I mean, there's yeah. going to be like, and, and for a lot of our airway listeners, if, if you haven't been utilizing your muscles in your face appropriately, you'll notice that the mentalis, which is that muscle uh, on your chin, will become dimpled. So from years of overuse and not incorporating the abicularis, which is the lip muscle, it's a sphincter muscle around your lips. Uh, they're just, there's signs everywhere. I mean, once you guys start to dig in and you start getting visual cues of what it looks like when somebody grows up with an undiagnosed airway disorder, you can see it on their faces, literally. I agree. I agree. The, the use of alternate muscles, right? To compensate really when you're not doing it right over time that builds up, it's almost like, you know, the Grand Canyon, right? You stand before that and you think, how did a little river do all that work? Well, it's the same thing, years and years of, of swallowing the wrong way, you know, or having your tongue in the wrong position, it adds up and it has dramatic, um, dramatic impact on our, you know, the way we develop. And then of course, the way we live. When all these things are happening, it affects your sleep. And the reason we always say the counterfeit sleep too, and this was my case, and it sounds like it was your case too, that you, you may have been getting the, been in bed for the right number of hours of sleep, right? I know I had years, I went to bed at 10, I woke up at 6am. And I actually felt great when I woke up. But come 11, 1130 or so, I flat out needed a nap, like no question. So that shouldn't be the case, right? If I get eight hours of sleep, my battery should be fully charged and I should be able to go all day. So, so in effect, I was getting counterfeit sleep. I was getting sleep that looked like the real thing, 
but it had no real value and it was getting me in trouble, big trouble, right? For sure. And it sounds like you, you, you even had, uh, you know, where you were waking up in the night and, and all those kinds of things. And I think the other thing is it's progressive, right? It doesn't, it get worse and worse, right? You add in working, you add in motherhood, you know, all these things. And all the while you sit there and you say to yourself, oh, wow, you know, of course it's going to be, I'm going to, you know, be tired. I just started this full-time job. Oh, of course I'm going to be exhausted. I have a new baby. And you start believing yep. this whole idea that this is just part of the package. And then, and then you turn around and you say, no, you know, there's another life, right? <laughs> well, Tara, it's funny because like human beings are experts at creating excuses. Mm-hmm. And I did it too. Uh, you know, oh, I, I drank, uh, I drank some water before I went to bed or, um, you know, my, my bed's not comfortable or it's, it's my pillow or, you know, I slept with these waistbanded pants and they're just too tight. Like we are so, so great at making excuses for, you know, what happens in our lives. Absolutely. You know, I get all these cavities and I've had this root canal and these crowns because, you know, at that one time I drank a soda. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it's because the pH in your mouth is so disturbed from being dry all the time. Exactly. I totally get it. Um, so, and what I, what I encourage people to do is to think of it like they, I say, you know, think about the XYZ formula here. You know, if you have problem X, whatever it may be, don't just accept that that's how it is. Ask why you have that problem and make your first suspect your Z's your sleep, because for so many people, that's the case, right? Then, I mean, the most recent research we have says that one in two men are dealing with some form of counterfeit sleep. Uh, one in four women are dealing with some form of counterfeit sleep and, and, and kids too. It's, it's, uh, I was talking to a dentist uh, in, the, in these, this airway field not too long ago, and he said as many as 90% of kids are at risk. And I said, oh my God, I haven't seen that in, in a study on that. And he said, well, just look at uh, that. They're saying like 90% of kids are going to need braces, that crowded teeth. It's all airway, which we get into in other episodes and stuff. Um, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a huge problem. And so we have to start questioning and opening our eyes to the fact that, you know, our sleep may be a problem. Ask yourself today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired. Go to isyoursleepmakingyoutired.com and get your copy today. But hey, isn't it like when you find that out, isn't it also like a gift, right? Oh I mean, yeah, I, I am superhuman now. Like anything is possible. I couldn't agree with you more. And I, and I, and I hope that people that are, um, you know, are listening are, um, are starting to feel like, wow, you know, because I think the biggest thing is when you're that tired, you just don't feel like you have any energy to spare, right? I know I didn't, you know? And then all of a sudden you find out, you know, you've got this problem, this problem, that problem, the other, all these things. And you're just like, no, can't do it. But if you do ask yourself, do that XYZ formula and say, well, wait a second. Is it possible that all those seemingly unrelated things are actually just one problem related to one problem, right? There's one cause that's kind of, you know, driving all those things. It becomes a totally different picture because now you have just one problem to solve and and you can see all these other things resolve as you go. And that to me is like one of the biggest gifts too, because it just, you, you have like the, the opportunity to step into real health, 
real energy, you know, you can, you can regain your focus. You can regain, you know, feeling good. Your relationships are going to change because all of a sudden you have the mental energy for everything. I mean, it's a godsend. So I hope that in hearing your story and, and, and through this whole podcast where we share, you know, other people's stories and all the science behind it, all the solutions that we have now today, I hope that people will, will really be encouraged to take the step to, to look into this. So uh, one thing I always like to ask Rhonda is if you could make a billboard to share a message with people to kind of let them know, what would you, would your billboard say? Hmm. You know what? I I can actually show you what it would say. Okay. It's probably backwards. No, I, I can read it. Ask me how I breathe. Oh, perfect. Perfect. How did you, what, what, how did you decide on that? Well, it's one of those, those, those eye-opening questions, you know, like, like I said, you, I didn't know what good sleep was until I realized I had to learn about it. Like, ask me how I breathe. I will tell you it's slow and silent through the nose at rest. Mm-hmm. Ask me how I got there. It's an open-ended question. Very ask me how I breathe. Yeah. And you know, I'll take a, I'll take a second here to just connect the dots for people in case they don't, um, you know, uh, don't realize or haven't heard enough yet to know, but why is it that the way you breathe impacts your sleep? Uh, this is how I explain it. And, you know, chime in if, if you have, um, you know, a point two or, you know, whatever, um, if you have unhealthy breathing habits, right. Like that lead to congestion, uh, and you're breathing through your mouth, well, you may be able to get through during the day, but the reason that those those poor daytime breathing habits end up becoming a problem at night is because when you um, when you're sleeping, you have to go through certain phases, and when you get into that deep phase of sleep, which is where you need to get for your brain to repair and recharge itself, when you get into that phase, your muscles relax, right? And so if you've been breathing poorly and you have congestion and your airway is small, either up here or down through the back, anywhere, when those muscles relax, now all of a sudden you're going to have much less space to let the air flow through. That's why you end up with snoring. That's why you end up with full stopping of breathing like you have in, in sleep apnea. And, and, and so what does your body do, right? Your body is like, hey, hey, we're not going to let you not breathe. Wake up, wake up which tightens the muscles up again. So your airways open up. And in fact, that's part of what grinding your teeth does as well, right? The, the bruxism as they call it, it's a, it's a, a compensation by your body to, um, to kind of reactivate the muscles, which is great, right? Your body's like, we're not gonna let you sit there without breathing. But what happens as a result? you don't ever get the sleep that you need, right? And so then we go back to all the problems that you were describing, right? That you started out with and, and went on from there. And, uh, and so that's really the connection between the breathing and the sleep. And then, you know, the, 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 the large range of problems that continues. I mean, I don't know about you, Rhonda, but um, I have said to people that if, if, um, if I were in the health state that I was in before I kind of started this whole journey, which included, you know, banishing counterfeit sleep from my life, if I were there and we had this current pandemic that we have, I would have been scared because mm-hmm. I was not in a healthy place, chronic sinus infections, asthma, you know, all kinds of things. 
I don't have that anymore. So I'm so glad that I, you know, had my journey because it's giving me greater peace of mind, even though it's all these years later, I'm healthier, you know? And again, that's why, you know, I think your story is so inspiring because when listeners listen to that, they can say, wow, wait a second, maybe I can really go on that journey too. Yeah. And you know, the, I guess the, at the end of the day, we're all like snowflakes. No two of us are the same. So we will present with different symptoms or signs, but the best way to do this is to start with your breath and see how many of the symptoms that were related to your breath that are going to surprise you. <laughs> Excellent advice. And I, and also I have a, a quiz on my website where um, it talks about the signs of counterfeit sleep, all those random problems that, you know, that can come up. So people can go to there too, if they want to start to uh, try to connect the dots and see if, Hey, maybe, maybe all everything I'm dealing with is not, aren't actually problems. Maybe they're just symptoms, you know? So, well, I thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad that you went on your journey because I think the energy that you bring to everything is exactly what we need to get our world to a, a happier and healthier place. And Rhonda, I know you're, um, tell us just to, if you can quickly, if um, people want to find, um, you know, more connect with you, or I know you have a podcast as well, because I've been on it. <laughs> Can you just tell us where uh, people would find those things? And connect you with know, you? Absolutely. So, you know, if you're a dental assistant, you know, want to learn more about the career field or even I, I focus a lot of emphasis on airway health because it really is one of the root causes for most dental conditions. Um, I actually have a TikTok account. I'm 41 years old on Friday and I am on TikTok. Um, so I'm the airway champion. So it's the underscore airway underscore champion. So mm-hmm. there's like 55,000 of us on our airway journey you know, I do as much as I can to, to push the educators in the field. I got 60 seconds for each video to highlight some of the things that, you know, you may not understand when it comes to oral appliances or breathing work or, you know, like nutrition. And so, yeah, the airway champion, find me on TikTok. (laughs) Beautiful. I will put a link to that in the website. Thank you so much, Rhonda. And I don't know if people say this to you, but are they inclined to sing the beat, the, uh, the Beach Boys, right? Oh, yeah. Help, help me, Rhonda. <laughs> well, I know you're helping a ton of people, and I think <laughs> it's tremendous, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for, for being with us today. Thank you. Bye. When you're ready for your aha moment, when you're ready to have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love, go to counterfeitsleep.com and take the counterfeit sleep screening. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question, is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.